This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. It is Friday, August 12th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. Before we start, I just want to remind everyone to like and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the College Football Daily on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode, I'm happy to be joined by Doug Bowman. He covers Virginia Tech for 24-7 Sports, vtscoop.com. Doug, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, We're doing good. Thanks for having me on. So, Doug, first and foremost, I want to start with Justin Fuente out and obviously Brent Pry in. To you, what's been different so far this offseason and in camp? You know, what's been the biggest changes you've noticed with Virginia Tech football in this new regime? Yeah, it seems like there's been a, you know, a brand new attitude, a brand new atmosphere around the program uh, since Fuente, you know, kind of fizzled out there at the end of his tenure. Pry has a lot of energy, a lot of optimism, um, brand new coaching staff, too, for the most part. I think the energy, you know, it's kind of breathed some life back into the program, I feel like. Uh, definitely seems like a return to, you know, given Brent Pry spent three years as a GA under Frank Beamer and Bud Foster back in the 90s. Seems like a concerted effort to kind of get back to that defensive first um, lunch pail work ethic mentality there. It seems like a new lease on life for a lot of the players. There's a lot of veteran players that have been around for a while um, and they're getting one last shot at this thing with a new coach and, you know, all that all that optimism that mostly comes along with a with a new new coaching staff and new perspective. Yeah, uh, a new vision when you bring in a new coach, some new promise as well. And I want to start with the offense when we look at the team as a whole. And and like the change at head coach, there's also going to be a change at quarterback. Braxton Burmeister, excuse me, is out. He transferred to San Diego State, making Brent Pry need to start fresh with a new signal caller. A starter hasn't been named yet, I don't think, but what can you tell us about the participants in the competition and who you think has the leg up as fall camp continues? Yeah, it's a two-horse race right now, but it, it seems like one is is you know a few lengths ahead. It's Grant Wells. He's a transfer from Marshall. Um, he's competing with Jason Brown, who spent last year at South Carolina. Coming out of the spring, it, it seemed like Wells had a substantial lead quarterbacks coach Brad Glenn even said during the offseason that you know if they if they had to pick someone and then they pretty much knew it was gonna who it was gonna be and that's assumed to be Wells I'd expect a decision here fairly soon given that um, just so they can move forward under one starter Wells spent a couple years at Marshall pretty productive Uh, the one concern with him is his interception numbers I think he threw two 22 interceptions over two seasons so, so ball security 
seems to be the seems to be the big concern but he he certainly brings a little more big play potential he's a better runner than you would think Brent Price specifically called out his ability to throw the ball down the field so uh, I think Virginia Tech is looking for is willing to live with some of those mistakes if they continue if you know as long as they're contained as best as possible if they can get a little more big play potential than they had last year Burmeister played most of the year with a hurt shoulder and was you know largely limited pa- passing the ball and that they really hamstrung last year's offense but it seems like this year they're um they're making efforts to to build a more at least attempt a more explosive offense behind wells and look coaches like to do it differently but you would expect that an announced starter is or or i guess a starter is named prior to i guess the beginning of the season because some coaches uh especially new coaches you know they they try to rewrite the book and and wait literally till that first snap of the first game to name a starter but you would expect one named prior to that so that they can kind of just move forward as the first team offense yeah i, I would think so i mean give, given what it seemed like the competition was with wells pretty comfortably ahead you know you leave it open over the summer and, and into the early weeks of fall camp i guess just to continue that competition and all that stuff where you're where you're building a culture as a first year head coach but you know i think here you know we're getting three weeks before opening kickoff at old dominion i think you know i think it makes a lot of sense particularly if it's if it's going to be wells he's a guy with three years of eligibility left and if you can kind of get him rolling you know, maybe you find your quarterback of the future for the next couple of years. So, so I don't, I don't see them waiting and, and keeping everybody on their toes until, until opening kickoff. So obviously we know the quarterback competition. So let's put that to the side outside of that unit. What would you pinpoint as the biggest weakness on offense is running back receiver, offensive line, which position group do you worry about the most heading into the season? Definitely the offensive line. Um, it's a, they're in a precarious spot there. A uh, few, they feel decent about kind of their starting five Silas Jan at left tackle. Jesse Hansen is going to be a first-time starter at left guard. Johnny Jordan is back for six year at center. And then Caden Moore and Parker Clements round out that first five. After that, it's it's anybody's guess. Um, one injury, one player being less effective than they hoped for. I mean, this this is a house of cards that could fall apart pretty quickly um, in terms of just what the struggles on the offensive line could be this year. Janzi is the you know assumed anchor of the offensive line at left tackle, but he's played a lot of snaps at Virginia Tech and there's still there's still a question mark of whether he's a better guard than he is a tackle. So, um, a lot of uncertainty there. One one wrong, you know, roll of the knee or turn of the ankle or anything like that and, you know, nobody really knows who the sixth or seventh offensive lineman there is right now. So I think, you know, they, they brought in Joe Rudolph as the offensive line coach from Wisconsin, obviously a great pedigree there, but he's, he's got a tough job to work with this year. And, and I think it's a lot of hoping that the injury bug stays away. We're going to talk more Virginia Tech with Doug Bowman when we come back. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joined by Doug Bowman of 24-7 Sports, VTScoop.com, covering the Virginia Tech Hokies. Moving to the defense, Doug, Brent Pry comes over with, obviously, a defensive background, right? Spent plenty of years as Penn State's defensive coordinator with James Franklin. Chris Marv is also brought in as the defensive coordinator for Virginia Tech. In your mind, is this just Marv running Brent Pry's defense, or is it more of a collaboration? Because I think that with his background and the fact that he's a new head coach, I feel like a lot of times when you have a new head coach, they tend to lean towards the side of the ball that they're most comfortable with. And obviously with probably that would be defense. So I'm, I'm going to assume that even if it's not his defense and it's a collaboration, probably would want a lot of input on that side of the ball. He's going to have a ton of input input, you know, prize, even prize, even admitted he's probably, or in all likelihood calling the plays during year one. Seems like, you know, Chris Marv played for, for Pry at Vanderbilt was a linebacker with them. And he brought him in as defensive coordinator. He's 32 years old. Seems like Pry is not, quite ready to turn over the reins to him just yet. Uh, he always says that he, he hopes to do it one day. Doesn't know when that will be, but he feels like this first year, um, it'll probably be beneficial for Virginia Tech for him to be the one calling the defense. So, uh, you know, I expect it to be, I expect it to be, you know, mostly prize defense and in, in every way and shape possible. And, and Marv, you know, kind of learning from prize, he goes along to pair for one day down the road, you know, taking over those play calling duties. So that's one, that's one of the things to watch for Brent Pry in year one is how he, you know, he's a first time head coach and he's essentially still the defensive coordinator on game day. So uh, we'll see how that preparation throughout the week with all that a head coach has to be responsible for as well as keeping an eye on the offense and then he's got to be ready to go for 60 minutes on on Saturdays as the defensive coordinator calling the plays so one of those underlying stories to watch and uh, you know I'm I'm sure Marv will, will will call some plays at some point during the season but it's going to be for the most part Brent Pryley in the defense it's a lot on Brent Pry's plate I'll tell you every Saturday like you said he's got to manage both units leading up and then obviously on Saturday if he's calling the defense he's got to worry about the offenses well can't just be that one side of the ball so a lot on prize plate in his first year and I asked you the same thing with the offense but now defensively what would you pinpoint as the biggest weakness you know which unit worries you the most on that side of the ball you know it's a it's an interesting group on the defensive side of the ball because they have a lot of experience back Norrell Pollard a defensive tackle Ty Garbett a defensive end Dax Hollyfield and Alan Tisdale at linebacker and you know even Shamari Connor in the be- defensive backfield they have a lot of guys that have played a ton of snaps now you know it's a lot of guys that are have been a key part of defenses that went 24 and 23 over the last four years. So the big question for me is, is how much better can those guys play or are they just tapped out development? Are they, are they what they are at this point? You know, Hollyfield and Tisdale at, at linebacker have basically been the linebacker unit for the last three years. And there's a couple guys like Jaden Keller, who's an impressive redshirt freshman that's kind of competing with Tisdale to take some snaps, but it, it just feels like at every level of the defense, that's the big question. If, if the veterans can can play better than they've played to date under a new coaching staff for whatever reason, um, this could be a you know a better defense than it's been in in a, in a number of years. You know, Pry Pry talks about he's usually a forty percent 
over 40% pass rush, getting pressure on the passer kind of guy. And there's not a, you know, there's not a proven pass rusher for Virginia Tech. There's not a, you know, I think the high over the last few years was seven and a half sacks on the team. So how are they going to generate pressure, bringing, bringing guys from the second level? Certainly defensive end doesn't seem like they have just one guy they can rely on. Uh, So, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it shakes out as far as the veterans and the pass rush goes. So Doug, I'll end it on this one. A new coach in Brent Pry, as we've mentioned, what are the expectations in your mind for year one? Are there still bowl expectations, obviously having made one last year, or are fans, I guess, understanding that this could potentially be a multi-year rebuild, obviously with a whole new staff in place? I think a bowl a bowl season would be a, a, a worthy accomplishment right now. Um, I think most people expect this to be a multi-year rebuild for some of the same reasons I talked about on the defense. You know, you just have a ton of veterans that have been a part of a 500 roster for the last three or four years. So if they get, if that remains, if the status quo remains, they're probably a six and six team and in a a bowl game, which is great. I think the, the goal would be to, to get a bowl and also establish kind of the link to the next core. You know, I mentioned Keller at linebacker. If he can step up and, and develop over the course of the season where you feel better about him going into the future, there's a handful of guys like that. Defensive end Cole Nelson, a sophomore. He's going to be a first-year starter at defensive end. How does he look? You're looking at, you know, trying to figure out a way to get to six wins while also kind of establishing who that next core is going to be both defensively and offensively. You can follow him on Twitter at Doug Bowman 247. Doug, thanks so, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate you joining me. Thanks. Remember to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and like and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. For Doug Bowman, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily. Have a good weekend, everyone.